This is James Marino. We recorded today's episode early Sunday before learning of the passing of Broadway great Jan Maxwell. Miss Maxwell appeared in 13 Broadway shows over the course of her career, including five Tony nominations. Her shows are Follies, Lend Me a Tenor, The Royal Family, To Be or Not to Be, Quorum Boy, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, 16 Wounded, Match, The Dinner Party, The Sound of Music, A Doll's House, Dancing at Lunasa, and made her Broadway debut in City of Angels. Her five Tony nominations included two in the same season in 2010. She was nominated for both the Tony Award for Best Actress in a Play as Julie Cavendish in The Royal Family, as well as the 2010 Tony Award for Best Featured Actress in a Play as Maria in Lend Me a Tenor. In fact, she was nominated in all four possible acting categories over the course of her career. Miss Maxwell is survived by her husband, actor Robert Emmett Loney, and their son, Will Maxwell Loney. She was 61. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, February 12th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. And I'm on my way to a BFA's Natalie Nowak. James, we're recording a little earlier uh, than normal on a Sunday because uh, I'm going to see Tony winner Laura Benanti in concert at the Straz Center in Tampa tonight or on Sunday night. Um, so you just finished uh, recording with Peter and Michael for this week on Broadway. Can you give us a recap of that so people, if they haven't gone into their feeds and listened to it yet, know what to expect? The first half of the show, we talked with Andrew Polk from The Band's Visit. Uh, really interesting conversation. Uh about his debut on Broadway. Andrew's been around uh, the theatrical community for 20-some-odd years or more, and I hadn't realized that this was his Broadway debut because I've seen him in so many other things. Such a great actor, and he's also Mm -hmm. uh, got a reoccurring on Instinct, which is Alan Cummings' new show that's coming out on CBS in mid-March, and uh, Adam Sandler and Chris Rock's film The Week Of that's going to be on Netflix in April. So he's so busy. So, so busy. We also talked about um, Hey, Look Me Over at Encores. Uh, we talked about Peter saw Love Never Dies in Boston and gave it a pretty good review. Uh, Home is a Verb, which is uh, by Rehabilitation Through the Arts, which is an interesting new group that uh, works with people who are coming out of prison. And uh, and then we also talked about a White House Cantina at Montclair State University. So it was a very full show, but it was really a, a great lesson. Very cool. So if people haven't listened to that yet, they can go back just one episode in the uh, in the Broadway radio feed and they could hear that there. Yep, that's is true. All right. First up in the news, the ferryman will transfer to Broadway this fall. Yes, on Friday, it was announced that Jez Butterworth's latest play, The Ferryman, would be transferring from the West End to the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater on Broadway this coming October. Of course, the Denzel Washington-led revival of The Iceman Cometh will be playing from March into July, currently July 1st, uh, in the house, of course extensions are possible. Tony winner Sam Mendez will direct as he did in London. The Ferryman is set in rural Northern Ireland in 1981. The Carney Farmhouse is a hive of activity with preparations for the annual harvests. A day of hard work on the land and a traditional night of feasting and celebrations lie ahead, but this year they will be interrupted by a visitor. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's the Ferryman, but 
just just a hunch. Anyway, tickets for the show go on sale on March 5th and the 30 plus member cast of the show huge uh, cast for a for a straight play that'll be announced at a later date. However, the currently running West End production of the play will have its final performance at the Gilgood Theater on May 19th. So I would assume that that's being done because this was announced in conjunction with the Broadway transfer. Um, I would imagine that many of that 30 person cast will transfer with the show, according to equity allowances uh, developed by Sonia Friedman productions and produced by Mendez's Neil street productions and the Royal court theater. The play was a big winner at the recent London evening standard theater awards, winning best play best director and the emerging talent award for Tom Glenn Carney, who plays Shane Corcoran in the show. Mendez and Butterworth have worked together before, but not necessarily on stage, but in the James Bond films, Spectre and Skyfall, which Jez wrote, and Sam directed. Um, guys, I've said this before on this show and maybe other places. I saw Butterworth's play Jerusalem back, what is that, 2011-ish, 2012-ish. Um, it starred Mark Rylance, of course. I had no idea what the heck was going on, but I loved it nonetheless, despite all the confusion. So I'm excited to see The Ferryman when it does hit New York this fall. So, Matt, I'm confused here by this uh, headline. Could Whoopi Goldberg be headed to Yonkers? Is she doing a Neil Simon play? Uh, different, different Yonkers. Okay. Um, I mean, same Yonkers, but different uh, world in which uh, she would be living. Uh, last week, EGOT winner Whoopi Goldberg told AM New York that she is hoping to get back on the Broadway stage in the near future. And while she doesn't have any plans at the moment, she did say that something like replacing in Hello, Dolly could be the route that she would pursue. She said, quote, I could I could see maybe taking over as Dolly at some point, something like that. It would have to be something far from me, something I could hide behind. James, Natalie, there's been so many rumors about who Scott Rudin was going to bring in as a Dolly replacement throughout the run. We've heard Queen Latifah. We've heard Audra McDonald. Um, and Whoopi certainly isn't the worst idea out there. Um, oddly, the AM New York article by Joseph V. Amodio uh, mentions Whoopi Goldberg's different Broadway productions in the past, including her original one woman show. She was then in, in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and then she also did Sister Act in London. But Oddly, the article overlooks her historic run as Pseudolus in a funny thing happened on the way to the forum where she replaced Nathan Lane, another pretty decent Dolly replacement idea, either as Dolly or Horace. I'd take either one. Um, but thus, she became the first person on Broadway to replace in a leading role that was previously played by someone of the opposite sex. So I, I, it seemed odd to me that that wasn't brought up at any point. Now, I would never say that Whoopi is vocally on par with Bernadette Peters or Donna Murphy or Bette Midler, even though her voice was not necessarily what it was in the past. But Dolly is far from the hardest sing on Broadway. And I, for one, wouldn't mind seeing her in the role. My only hesitation, I guess, would be whether she would be able to stick to the script because she was notorious for ad-libbing during her forum run. And Nathan Lane was, too, by the way. But um, this is a much different type of show than the Commedia dell'arte adjacent uh, forum is. Um, now, guys, before I get your thoughts on Whoopi in this show, does anyone know without Googling what Whoopi won her Tony Award for? James, uh, do you know? I don't Natalie, know. you're telling me the Hart School theater history <laughs> education class again. Not no, don't through. blame the Hart School. It's not their fault. <laughs> That's right. Uh, um, Whoopi Goldberg was a producer on Thoroughly Modern Millie and uh, oh, won her Tony wow. that way. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So uh, she has did not actually win for performing, which I always think those the way some of those EGOTs work is always a little suspect. But whatever. Anyway. uh, okay. so now that we've got that out of the way, what do you guys think about the potential of Whoopi replacing as as Dolly Gallagher Levi? Um, <laughs> I guess that says it all. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see her take on it, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm trying to think of if I've hear heard Whoopi sing. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, she was in the movie Sister Act. She did. I don't know if you saw her in Forum or not, but um, yeah, both of those things I've seen, and I can't remember how she sounded. Okay. Yeah, she did Mother Superior in the stage version of Sister Act um, over in the West End. Uh, she was a replacement there, and then she produced it on Broadway as well. I mean, she's sung throughout the years. She was in the movie version of The Lion King as well, but she was one of the hyenas, so I don't remember how much she actually sang in that. But she's, you know, she's got an okay voice. I mean, I'm, you know, yeah, it's but it's not it's not a tough score to sing. I mean, she's it's not a Vita. Yeah. But you also, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm I, not sure. I'm not sure this is a great choice. But I'd have to ponder it more. Well, and this is far from like an official casting. This is just something she yeah. threw out there. This isn't coming from Scott Rudin. But I, you know, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, maybe not on Broadway. I wouldn't mind if she did it in you know DC or something. I think she'd be very good there. Um, but I just, I just think she's hilarious. I think she would be very good and oh, yeah. uh, kind of absolutely get, hilarious. getting. Getting that part of it, the 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 restaurant scene at the Harmonia Gardens with the food, like that could be really well done. But I guess we'll have to wait and see what, if anything, happens after Bernadette Peters eventually leaves the role. Okay, what's happening in London theater news? Well, last week we learned that the legendary Jonathan Price and three-time Olivier winner Dame Eileen Atkins would star in the new play The Height of the Storm by playwright Florian Zeller. Directed by Jonathan Kent, the show will play a little mini-tour beginning in September before setting up shop in London at Wyndham's Theatre on October 2nd. In The Height of the Storm, Andre and Madeline have been in love for over 50 years. This weekend, as their daughters visit, something feels unusual. A bunch of flowers arrives, but who sent them? A woman from the past turns up but who is she and why does andre feel like he isn't there at all i i personally feel like i can figure out what the twist is at the crux of this play already but in the hands of two such incredible actors i'm sure it will still be compelling or i'm just completely wrong in all of my assumptions which is possible as well um florian zeller the playwright he also wrote um father that came to uh uh, came to Broadway, I believe, with was that with Franklin Jella um, a couple years ago. So uh, that one was an interesting kind of mind bender as well. Sticking in London on Thursday night, the Daily Mail's Baz Bombaboy reported that the recent Chichester Festival production of Tony Kushner and Janine Tesori's musical Caroline or Change could be aiming for a West End run. The show will transfer to the Hampstead Theatre and run there from March 12th through April 21st, but that the Ambassador Theatre Group will will be providing enhancement money to that production in hopes of an eventual transfer to the West End. Adam Spear of ATG called the show, quote, one of the most exciting, timely and beautiful productions that he saw last year. Guys, this is one of those shows that didn't really get the love it deserved and the run it deserved in New York when it was originally on Broadway. So I'm hopeful that uh, a good production 
will happen in in London on the on the wet in the West End. And uh, we've seen a lot of shows here recently go from Chichester to the West End in London. So hopefully this will be another one, because I think that's a, a the, the point about it being very timely is apropos right now. All right. Uh, what do we have in recommendation section? All right. One's a recommendation for like five days from now. And one's a recommendation for you to do as soon as we're over. The first is for five days from now. I said, I'm going to see Laura Benanti tonight, but you can see her on Friday on a new, on an Instagram feed for a, I don't know if it's like an online magazine or something, but starting this Friday, I guess, uh, maybe there was one last Friday that I didn't see, but she's doing a new Instagram advice series called adulting. She uh, sent out an Instagram post last week that said, hey, young people head to at bet. <laughs> I almost choked over saying it. Head to at betches. That's B-E-T-C-H-E-S every Friday for my lessons on adulting. If I can adult, so can you. Uh, I kind of equate these to the adulting version of like her um, recap of the plays and musicals from a season. I'm sure they'll be uh, hilarious. And I, and I really looking forward to seeing what she comes with that comes up with there because uh, she's brilliantly funny. I mean, a little wacky, but brilliantly funny. And then the other recommendation is, I know we've kind of talked about some of these things before, but Kiala Settle was on the Graham Norton show over in uh, London, one of like the biggest talk show um, over there. And she delivered an incredible performance uh, of This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. She had all these like contortionist dancers with her and she had these this great backup singers, really nice, you know, lighting and really staged very well. Um, and, you know, we've all heard her sing this by now and it's fantastic but then she goes over and talks with graham norton and the other guests on the show who uh, ironically enough three of the four have uh, broadway experience uh current oscar nominee Saoirse ronan eric mccormick and deborah messing from will and grace and then comedian rob beckett as well and they really all just went gaga uh, about how fantastic kiala was so um it's nice to see that you know someone who's one of our own one of our own broadway uh, community members is is really kind of blowing up in ways that I don't think she ever anticipated. That's so great to hear. I'm glad that uh, people are recognizing not only uh, uh, the greatest showman, but also Cal Settle is sort of stealing the show there. That's great. Hmm. Natalie, what do we have in this week's theatrical schedule? Well, first up, the Public Theater's The Low Road begins previews on Tuesday. Four-time Tony nominee Michael Greif directs this production. This show features 16 actors in 50 roles, examining the basic beliefs upon which we've built our economy and country. The cast features Kevin Chamberlain, Harriet Harris, Daniel Davis, and more. The Low Road is set to open on March 7th. Next up, Come From Away is opening in Toronto. After a sold-out Toronto engagement before heading to Broadway, Come From Away is returning to the Royal Alexandra Theatre, and performances will begin on Tuesday. The Burn will open at the Steppenwolf in Chicago on Wednesday. Here's the plot. Mercedes is an, is an outsider, but Tara makes sure that she knows it. So when a high school production of The Crucible forces them together, tensions escalate into acts of bullying. This play explores what happens to a teacher and his students when a classroom conflict turns into an online witch hunt. Chess will open at the Kennedy Center on Wednesday. This production is directed by Tony Award winner Michael Mayer with a new book by Emmy and Golden Globe Award winning writer Danny Strong. The cast features Raul Esparza, Ramin Karimloo, Ruthie Ann Miles, and Karen Olivo. Chess at the Kennedy Center will run through this Sunday, February 18th. 
59 East 59 Theaters production entitled Some Old Black Man opens on Wednesday. As I mentioned in last week's episode, this production is about a college professor who moves his father from Mississippi into his Harlem penthouse. And an argument over what to eat for breakfast turns into a generational clash over race, opportunity, and a decision that Calvin made years ago. Lincoln Center Theater's production entitled Admissions begins previews on Thursday. Sherry, head of the admissions department at the Hillcrest School, is fighting to diversify the student body. And alongside her husband, the school's headmaster, uh, they've largely succeeded. But when their only son sets his sights on an Ivy League university, personal ambition collides with progressive values. Admissions will open on March 12th. The original Broadway production, Escape to Margaritaville, begins previews on Friday at the Marquee Theater. This new musical is the story of a part-time bartender, part-time singer, and full-time charmer named Tully who thinks he's got life all figured out until a beautiful, career-minded tourist steals his heart and makes him question everything. This production includes new music by Jimmy Buffett along with many of his hit songs. Escape to Margaritaville is directed by two-time Tony nominee Christopher Ashley. The cast includes Paul Alexander Nolan, Rima Webb, Allison Luft, Lisa Howard, and more. This production will officially open on March 15th. And here's what's closing this week. Paper Mill Playhouse's The Outsider will close on Sunday. The acting company's off-Broadway production of X or Betty Shabazz vs. The Nation will close on Sunday. And lastly, York Theatre's production Bar Bar Mitzvah Boy will close on Sunday. And that was this week's schedule. (laughs) All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter at BWW Matt and subscribe to Some Like a Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Natalie, where do you reside on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Natalie underscore Nowak. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for kicking off the week with us. And Matt and I will be back to talk with you tomorrow. 